I cannot believe that exactly one year ago, we released the very first episode of I Get It. Yeah. What were we thinking? <laughs> Middle know. of a pandemic. Well, we had actually started recording in January. Yeah. And we just did not know what we were getting ourselves into, which is what we're going to talk about today. Lessons that we have learned over the last year through everything that we have been through and what we've gained from this podcast that you can apply to your own life. Yeah. So here we go. Let's do it. Welcome to I Get It, the podcast for modern women who don't want to live mediocre. We're balancing babies on our hips typing out that important email and flipping pancakes at the same time. Not to mention, keeping things steamy with our husbands right before we put on our face mask for the night. It's not easy, and you are not alone. I'm your host, Tara Wages, and I get it. Speaking of keeping things steamy with your husbands, what are you doing later? (laughs) Uh, Nothing you're going to be a part of, unless you're showing up in them dreams. This mama is about to go to bed. Yeah. I have not slept the last two nights. Night before last, our daughter is terrified of thunderstorms. We have had so many tornado watches in the last week. She ended up in the bed with us, awake all night long. And then last night, we stayed at an Airbnb, which our two-year-old, he's he's just, he's not ready for a bed yet, you know? No. And we didn't have a pack and play. We were only staying one night. So he ended up in the bed with me. And all y'all parents that talk about how you get more sleep co-sleeping with your kids, I, I don't believe you. I don't. <laughs> because any nights our kids are ever in the bed with us, it is guaranteed I will get zero <laughs> sleep 100%. while they're there. So maybe you should just teach me your tricks of how you get your kids to sleep. No, it's not going to be a problem for us any longer. <laughs> Man, it was just... So I haven't slept in two days. I am completely worn out. And I was going to start this episode with a thank you, but then listening to the intro, I need to start with an apology because I still haven't updated to still say men it's not just for and women, huh? women. Yes. So it is coming. Um, thank you all so much for giving us those... We've had like three weeks off from doing the podcast I feel like so much has happened in the last three weeks. One, we did a family vacation. We were in Disney for two weeks, stayed at Fort Wilderness for the very first time in the RV, which I'm telling you, parents of young kids, Fort Wilderness in an RV is the way to do Disney. It was such a nice, relaxing break from like being overstimulated at parks. We absolutely loved every single second of it. And yeah, and our kids, like when we went back to the RV, they would run outside. You yeah, know, so. like their brains were just breathing. Yeah, they were able to just like be in nature and not be overstimulated by colors and, and all of these other things happening. And um, we also had the most genius move of our entire parenthood by bringing a nanny down for two nights. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of our trip, Wes and I were able to get a hotel room together. Totally Worth it. Best thing that we could have done for ourselves. And even better than that, something else that took place in the last three weeks is we both got our first vaccine, Mm -hmm. which is so incredibly exciting. One, I didn't expect to get it already. We didn't even know that a vaccine would be needed a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, the fact that they could even roll it out that quickly is incredible. You know, that... 
that they have that ability. And I'm going to be honest with you. Six months ago, I was talking with a friend and he was, I was like, I'm not getting it. You know, I'm going to let this thing be in the world for a good bit. I, I do not like anything new. I hate a new, up, I wouldn't even update my phone, <laughs> you know? No. And so I was like, I'm going to let this be in the world for a while before I choose to get it. Guys, uh-uh. No, as soon as I had the opportunity, like the last three months, I have just hit, which I've shared this on previous podcasts, I've hit a wall that I did not see coming. Um, and at this point, I was like, whatever I have to do to get my life and the lives of other people back to normal, I'm willing to do it. So I went with a friend to get our vaccines together and I sat down in the chair and I just started crying immediately. And it was a student nurse. She looked at me and she was like, it's not going to hurt. You don't have to be scared. And I was like, I'm just so happy. Mm. <laughs> said, it's been a really hard year. <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably 20 years old, you know, yeah. like <laughs> looking at me like I have three heads. And, yeah. I'm, and the, I think the year has been hard no matter how old you are. I mean, I can see that in our children. It has been difficult. But man, you mamas at home with these kids, oh, business owners, I see you in a totally different way. And it has a people of color, you know, like the, the year that so many different types of people have walked through, it's been a long 365 days. Yeah. <laughs> I was never been so excited to get a shot in my arm. So we're half vaccinated now. That's very exciting news. And it was just really nice just to have this time to just kind of let our own brains settle. And I also want to thank you all for showing up this year. Yeah. It is insane. When we released this podcast last year for the very first episode, it was on fear. We had no clue what was about to happen. It, honestly, it was probably the worst idea we could have ever had. Why is that? I mean, just because like... I don't know. I found myself getting frustrated listening to things that aren't current. And so this last year, so much was happening week to week that we were never able to batch episodes. You know, our plan was to create a podcast, record six episodes at a time, release them over six weeks, do six more. But if we had recorded an episode, you know, about sex the week after George Floyd was murdered, you couldn't just release that in good conscience. Yeah. Um, same with the inauguration, same with what happened at the Capitol. Just there've been so many situations that have happened. Scan the room. That, yeah, it just, it would have been completely tone deaf. Yeah. And so, and your travel schedule, what all happened with that? We just, we had no clue that that was going to happen. And I realized it was a lot scarier than I thought that it was going to be, which is honestly what held me off for so long. You know, you had been asking me to record a podcast for two years. You'd bought the equipment. You wanted me to do it because I'd blogged for 10 years previous. I have no problem sharing certain views. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, no, you don't. I'd, I'd blogged about okay. sex previously. Like I don't have a problem talking about sex. I don't have a problem talking about marriage. I'll tell anyone but suddenly, talk to me later about that. <laughs> I need to share about my own 
racial biases that I have uncovered, yeah. you know, in the last few years that I have to share where I stand on political views and seeing the hate that's happening in our country and opening yourself up to that is a different level of being like vulnerable and being open with people and sharing your life with them. I, I would much rather talk to you about like having sex. Yeah. than how I feel about abortion laws mm. because you are so much more likely to judge me based on that and me calling out white supremacy, you know, and it, I, I think that God had me do it when we did because he knew I would never do it after this because I'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> all those people had to talk about all that stuff last year. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going there because it's too scary to me. Um, talking about the church's role and, and everything that's happening, it's too scary. And so I think he was just like, okay, you're doing this now. You're not about to know what's going to happen. You're going to have to speak out. You know, and there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with you, but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come alongside you and have really great conversations. And, and not every conversation I have is somebody agreeing, agreeing with me. Yeah. I've had numerous conversations where we both share our points of view. We both share how we've come to different conclusions or why our struggles look either differently or similarly. And We've both grown, you know, we've both learned and become better versions of ourselves, even in our disagreements. And, um, I also feel like this podcast over the last year has kind of given me a home base. You know, I knew that no matter what chaos was happening in the world, once a week, (laughs) you and I, even in the midst of the chaos of our home, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. You know, we were going to hash out these real issues that is so easy in a marriage, especially a marriage with very young children, to gloss over and ignore. And that was kind of a part of our goal was to open up these conversations in people's home. You know, because if you can't talk to your spouse about it, who can you talk about it? And Wes and I haven't agreed on everything. And and not even that we've disagreed, but there have been certain situations we've experienced it different or one of us has been two or three steps ahead. And so yeah. it felt like we she were... was a very passionate person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you may yes. have noticed, you know. Yeah. And sometimes I've, I I feel like I try to listen to both sides. I may disagree honestly wholeheartedly with somebody else's opinion, but it's yeah. like really try to sit in the middle and think about why cuz we're all humans, you know. Yeah. Which I feel like I do the same. I I, I my sisters hate me because I play devil's advocate with everything, you know. Mhm. And, um, they don't hate me, but I'm sure I drive them crazy because I'm always devil's advocate, but there've been certain things this year that there's just no way to be a devil's advocate when you're talking about, you know, the chairman at our commission meeting, not wanting to remove a monument in the center of our town that represents white supremacy. Like, I don't want to, you can't be the devil's advocate to me (laughs) in that situation. And so we found ourselves having some pretty heated conversations at home in a good way. That's how you grow and that's how you learn. And that is how you become a deeper unit together in your home and what you're sharing with your children. Um, So really this year has even taken me to a deeper state of vulnerability than I've ever experienced in my life. And it's been very healing 
at times for me. And it also has been very um, scary, you know, and it's healing in the fact that whenever I'm able to come to this space and share, this is what I've gone through this week, you know, and I'll do that right now. Over the last couple of weeks, I have struggled. And that's part of why I'm, I'm super thankful that we've had the break that we've had. I actually went back and listened to the episode where we released on January 19th. And it was right after the riots at the Capitol. And I was just talking about the darkness that many of us may be feeling. And I was talk, sharing about, like, I feel like I'm getting in a dark place. And I would like to say I came out of that right after that episode. Mm. But that just wasn't my reality. Um, after that episode, I pretty much spent the majority of February sick in bed. And anyone who's this year, which, goodness, people have struggled with COVID. <laughs> Health has been such a big issue this year, and I'm thankful that I didn't have COVID. But I literally was in bed for about three weeks. And that'll put you in a dark place real quick. And I just genuinely struggled. Yeah. I've had some really, really hard thoughts over the last few weeks. And I've had to open up to Wes and tell him like, this is where I'm at, you know? And so I think back to some of the the things that we've shared and I've even gone back and listened to those and be like, okay, this is where I was. These are the things I need to be reminding myself to do, you know? And so I, me talking to y'all about that is healing to me for me to be able to just say to you, Hey, I'm in a really, (laughs) I've been in a really dark place. I have not wanted to get out of bed. It opens me up to having conversations with other women that are in the same place. And that is healing. It, I, tomorrow, I'm sure somebody's going to message me and be like, this is where I'm at right now. And I really discovered in those and moments. You should, if you do feel that way. If you Tara do feel that it. way. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll talk to you, homie. Um, I got your back. And I'm so thankful I have people that have my back as well. And I realized, so it was a few weeks ago, I really did hit a very, very, Wes was out of town. And my brain kind of sabotaged me. Um, and I called Wes and he, he like, talked me through it. He talked me down. It was 11 p.m., so I didn't call. I would normally call a sister. Um, but the next morning, I decided, okay, I need to call my mom. I need my mom to know where I'm at today and that I'm not just having a bad day, but, like, I'm actually struggling in life right now. So that was the very first thing I did before I even got out of bed. I called my mom, and I told her, this is where I'm at. And then my sister touched base with me and I told my sister, this is where I'm at. And then I have a group of girls on Marco Polo and I told them, Hey, I'm in a dark place. I'm struggling. Can you all share, which a friend of mine had suggested this previously. Can you share what you're thankful for today? And they started sharing things that they were thankful for. And that really lifted me up. And I just found all day, (laughs) the more of my friends that I was able to say, hey, I'm in a really dark place and I'm really struggling. The more I said it out loud, the lighter my burden felt. The lighter it was for me to not be alone in that struggle. And I suddenly had people coming around me and lifting me up. And I realized that when the days that I haven't shared that, 
those are the days that I've been completely isolated and that no one can help me if I don't tell them, hey, I need help, you know? And so the more I was saying, hey, I need help, hey, I need help, and I'm asking just to like, one, talk to you, or two, hey, share, share with me something you're grateful for because that lifts my spirits, the more it helped me. And I no longer felt alone in those moments. And no one can know where you're at if you don't tell them. And not all of you have to get on a microphone and announce it to the entire world, <laughs> you know? Like, that is not but what I'm saying. if you need to, we have a whole podcast package <laughs> yeah. you can go ahead and buy now. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But honestly, for me, in the way that I'm hardwired, me sharing these things with the world helps me to not feel broken yeah. anymore. And that sounds backwards to a lot of people and we're built differently and that's totally okay. But by doing that, it has shown me that every time we share and we share our story with others of where we're at, we are no longer alone in that story. And when we're no longer alone in that story, we have other people coming alongside of us, checking in, offering their hand, sending Chick-fil-A to your house like a friend of mine did. And they want to do that. I think about my friends, and if I knew a friend right now was where I was that Monday night, tell me how to help you. Actually, just tell me you're there, and I will know what I need to do for you. And I want to do that for them. Yeah. So when you don't share, you're really hurting your friend. You know, you're not giving them the opportunity to love you in the way that they want to. We all desire to feel needed, every single one of us. We are here. We want to feel needed by people. So if you don't allow other people to step in for you, why would you expect them to step in? Or to why would you not be willing to step in for them? I don't know if that's the right verbiage. Yeah, I mean, we all think that, you know, we're all busy in our own yeah. lives. Yeah, And so there's a lot of times where we're, we don't think anybody else is struggling or we don't think anybody else is going to relate to where we are. Or we don't think they have the time for us. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's funny when you're actually honest with people and you actually have the time to sit down. Yeah. And this year we haven't had that. We haven't had the people over at the house and sitting down and having community and that's been tough, you know, so. It has been. And I have found that Marco Polo has been huge for me to be able which to. Which is an app. Which is an app. Yes. You're able to like, it's not like FaceTime. So you can respond to each other on your own time. But I have several different people that I talk to, but there's a group of five girls that we talk and we just respond when we can, you know, and we are able to, we have vented to each other. We've, we've shared a lot of life through the app, even though I haven't seen them in person this year. And so that has been very helpful. And another area that we struggle with, I was actually talking to another friend later on, on the phone and. I asked her how she was. She was like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I was like, oh gosh, I see you. And that has been such a struggle for me as well, that we feel like if we say, hey, I'm having a hard time, we're being a Debbie Downer. You know, <laughs> like we expect each other just to be well all the time. And I, I was able to tell her like, I feel the exact same way. I haven't been sharing 
every time I'm struggling right now because I feel like I'm struggling every single day. And who wants to talk to somebody like that? And so I was able to tell her, like, I do not view you as a Debbie Downer. Please tell me where you're at. And so she started to share with me. And I promise you, I felt like I was listening to my own words. Mm. Every single thing, and we are we are struggling in different areas. Um, she is working a very intense job. I am working a very intense job at home. <laughs> you know, like I've lost my identity in my job, and she's like her whole world has been her job. And so we're dealing with completely opposite things, but her words were exactly what was in my head, exactly. Yeah. And so as she was sharing with me, I felt lighter. I felt like I wasn't alone and I felt like I was connected to someone and that we had the ability to get through it together. And she was able to offer things to me and hopefully I was able to offer things to her. And we could have never reached that point had she not been vulnerable enough because she could have just said, I'm fine. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. But for her to even crack the window to give me a clue that she wasn't perfectly great led to a conversation that brought healing in both of us. And it reminds me of this quote uh, from a movie, and I'm probably going to screw it up, but it said, happiness is only real when it's shared. And that I think about that all the time. And that, it says happiness, but it's really any emotion. What we experience in this world is real when it is shared by others and Helping other people carry their burdens is huge. And this podcast has given me that opportunity to step into a new layer of vulnerability and opening up and showing me the power that that has. And that when I share my life with others, it allows more people in. So we are now in this together. Like whether you listening to this right now, realize it or not, but you are a part of my story. And in this moment, I'm a part of yours. We are now walking through this moment together. And that is really powerful to me that I'm not alone and that you have an app. You literally have a tool that you can type a message to me and I will respond to you. You know, like I really do. I try to respond. If, if you're like, you missed me, you are a rare situation that was not intentional. I've been able to talk to women about struggles through pornography in their marriages this year. I've talked to women about infertility. I've talked to women about different addiction issues that they have. Motherhood, period. You know, that's all we have to say. Identity crises. And we have been able to connect over these issues that may look different in our homes, but we are intertwined in. And so that is what has really shown this year to me. The power of opening ourselves up in a safe space, which this is not, I'm not necessarily saying this is safe, how I'm doing it, which is why it's scary. Um, yeah. But by in, when I'm on the phone with my friend, that's a safe space to be able to do that. And I want to recognize now what I just said is that it is scary, even if you're just talking to your husband or your friend, because you are afraid of that rejection, you know, and it's interesting watching our kids go through this. We have some kids that we call them our big kids. And even last night, 
we finally got to have Christmas with family. For, it was incredible. Where it's now end of March. And one of our kids said, they were like, I was so, because they were opening presents. I was so excited on the out, on the inside, but I don't know how to show it on the outside. And they really struggle showing. They said, that's not my thing. That's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> they struggle showing excitement. And that is very vulnerable. We've had conversations previously where they've shared with me. It is very vulnerable for them to share joy with others, which is really interesting for me to hear that sharing any emotion can be vulnerable with other people because we are trusting them with our inner depths, you know, and I have, I've shared moments with people this year that I've experienced rejection. I've experienced loss and very deep rejection this year. Um, I'm in this moment thinking of someone very specific, but I know it's been more than one people, whether it's people that are just chosen to not listen in or unfollowed because they disagree with something I say, but I've even, I've had friendship completely end because I was vulnerable enough to share my views on something and they disagreed and that happens and that is scary as hell to do. But I can also say on the flip side that I've received so much more by sharing than I could buy one single loss. And so that is what we have to keep in mind. When we are stepping out now this year, you know, as we are going into a new phase of this, I really feel like we're really stepping in. I've always, I've been saying for a few months, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There is light And that this lie is growing every single week. And I feel like we are stepping into that. Being vulnerable creates a space of love, empathy, courage, joy. It allows us to experience something real and a connection between you and someone else. I want to add that it's important to also recognize when you are on the other side of that vulnerability, When you are listening, you're the listening person Mm -hmm. to someone who is in the struggle or just sharing their emotion with you, it's important to be responsive to them in a way where you're not overstepping, you're listening, and you can see what is the need here. Does this mama need me to deliver food to her house today? Does she need me to just share something with her and ask them, how can I love you? How can I show up for you? And what does that look like? And not trampling on them. You know, it's so difficult to do when we have disagreeing views on things. I think that's the hardest situation. So even I've talked about this in previous episodes, you can go back and listen to when we're disagreeing with someone who's being vulnerable, just saying like, this is my experience, you know, and it's okay that that looks different, but this is what I've gone through. That's led me to this belief. And not pointing fingers or name calling. And so just being really compassionate when you are the one listening to someone else's vulnerability. Yeah. And to me, that's really what this entire podcast has been for the last year. It has been a stepping in, I think, getting Wes and I comfortable and kind of dipping our toes into what it's like to be vulnerable in this space, you know, and talking about our sexual relationship and talking about our marriage and our struggles and parenthood, you know, and the struggles that we've had there and 
then also sharing racism and just the different things that we have unpacked over the last 365 days. And I hope that you will continue to be along for that journey with us. We are going to share even deeper this year. We started this podcast with a focus. (laughs) So, man, where where do we go? Well, we started the podcast for marriage. Like, that was our goal. We want to help married couples by sharing our real-life experiences so they don't feel alone in their struggle. And also the tips that we've learned, you know, and... I feel like we have a damn good marriage. You know, it's yeah. it's not, I'm going to say it's perfect, actually. And it, I can say that knowing that all marriages struggle, you know. And so obviously no marriage is without a disagreement or a fight. But the perfect relationship are the ones that come back after. And that's what we experience. We always come back. And so we want to help other couples get to that point where they know how to come back to each other quickly mm-hmm. And in a healthy way, and that they want to have banging sex with each other. Because now, after 2020, we finally realize it's possible. You know, when <laughs> we made our first podcast last year, we didn't think that was possible. Yeah, we've come a long way this year, bud. <laughs> you know? 2020, thank you. 2020, that was a good thing that came out of it for sure. And so we want to share more about that. We want to share about what it's like to be married after having kids. And holy moly, that's a different level of marriage, you know, trying to have a conversation with four kids around is near impossible to connect with each other. And so those are the things that we see this year really focusing on and being about, but in the light of y'all knowing this is who we are, you know, this last year we shared with you, this is who we are as people in our foundation, where we stand with Christ, where we stand with world issues There should not be any surprises going forward, you know, as we talk about different things. And we let you really into our home this year. And now we want to dive deeper and have fun episodes, talk about our finances, and just dig deeper into these these topics. And I hope, I want to be funny. Like, I don't want it to be so heavy every single week like it's had to be this year. I look forward to more. 2020, dog. It was real heavy for a long time. And so there's just a lot that we are looking forward to. And I appreciate every single one of you that has stuck with us along for this ride. Every person who has left us a review, honestly, y'all are the real MVP. Because not only did you show up, you showed up and you gave me my love language. And thank you so much for that. I'm going to say an extra special thank you this week to Meeks Not Mild. And I'll share just a portion of hers because it was so awesome. She said, I started binging this podcast this month and I am hooked. The vulnerability, ooh, Tira and Wes have in sharing their personal stories is so refreshing and much needed. I resonated with Tira's struggles with the church and feeling lost in her changing identity neither of which I would have guessed she experienced. Each episode, I'm inspired by her willingness to present her authentic self with the world while lifting us up in a message of grace and love. Now that I'm caught up, I can't wait to see what is next. Thank you so much, Meeks Not Mild. And honestly, that is what it's about. Just like she said, neither of which I would have guessed she had experienced. Yeah. There is so much that we are experiencing. And again, not that you have to tell the world, but by sharing that with those around you, lets other people know, hey, 
You are alone in what you're going through. And by going through it together, you can heal. You cannot heal just trying to do it yourself. That is why God made more than one person, literally. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to share with people so they don't feel alone in what they're going through. That is exactly what it is about. Yeah, I appreciate that, Tara. So thank you, bub. I want to add before we wrap that if you're struggling, reach out to somebody. Honestly, reach out to me. You know, I'm here. But if you have a friend that you can reach out to, please do so. Our brains can only handle so much. They can only handle so much. And I think that a lot of us, I've, I explained it to Wes and, and to a few people that we have a car crash and we survive, we survive the crash. But then after the crash comes the recovery portion. And what I have seen in my own life, postpartum, all y'all mamas know postpartum is the worst part. <laughs> Trying to recover. It's the worst oh my gosh, it's horrible. You have physical therapy for certain things. You have all of these different layers that you need to do in order to heal after a crash. And that's where we're in. We are in the recovery phase and we would think we survived 2020. Why am I still stuck in this cycle and I can't get out of my bed Mm. or I don't want to, or I'm having these dark thoughts. It's because you're in the recovery portion and you think you're supposed to be healed, but you're not necessarily what we've experienced as a collective is really damaging. And what we've experienced in our own homes, some of you have lost family members to this. You've lost jobs to this. It's just too much. So reach out to somebody. Do not do this alone. And I thank you for being here so much. I know that the world is crazy and there are days that you feel a little crazy, especially when you're struggling every day and you don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but you don't know how to get out of it. You are not alone. I get it. Be happy and love each other.